For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's up, Panther fam? Everything is perfect right now. We're 2-0 and in our last two games. Kyle Allen at the helm, fumbling the ball everywhere, every which way, but there's no way we're going to lose that game with that defensive performance. My name's Tony Dunn. This is the C3 Panthers post-game show. Tonight's show, unlike the poor infographic, is uh, Panthers at Texans. I'm here to chop it up with my buddy Cody Lashney. How you doing? I'm doing wonderful, man. Uh, listen, anytime the Panthers are celebrating the W, I'm celebrating. There's so much to talk about, man. Uh, I'm ready to go. The chat room is already lit with the regulars, Underground West, Jake DeLone, Michael Wade, Sarah Taylor, Daryl Traxler. Everybody's here. We're good to go. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. We've got Greg Schlager in the house, a.k.a. the Bat Daddy 52. He's feeling good and bad all at the same time happy about the win and uh a little uh hopped up a little aren't you yeah just a little bit man had a little procedure done uh, i'm good to go now just to recovering and you know when you're recovering they give you the stuff that makes you feel good so trying and to, uh, lots of also lots of uh batman and dc comics from what i can tell oh man yeah i've been i'm i don't really get to vacation much in fact i haven't vacationed a lot at all in the last few years but uh Having a oh no, what is going somebody. on? <laughs> I hear somebody. I heard myself. Right. I'll get rid of that. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yep. you're good. That must have been me. So, all right, it's okay. Anyway, we forgive yeah. you. I'm here, man. I'm happy for when Let's talk about it. All right, you guys, uh, we're hanging out in the Vivid Seats studio. We're going to be looking at uh, this win with Panthers, see what it means. There's already some diverse opinions uh, in the chat room amongst the panel themselves, and you can be a part of that show by calling into the Cat Calls line. The number's 252-228-5098. We'd love to hear your calls, and make sure you participate in the show um, by, by the chat room. And smash the thumbs up button, subscribe, and remember, we're live on Tuesday nights, 9 p.m., longest-running Panthers podcast. I just ordered some new I Stand With Cam t-shirts, limited amount, only 15 coming, so make sure you look out for those. And uh, guys, go ahead. The Panthers right now, the Panthers go on the road two games in a row. We go up against a Arizona Cardinals team last year with a... Um, you know, just completely new everything plus a bad defense, and we are able to win in a really uh, impressive fashion in some ways. Now, we go on to Houston today, a much, much tougher competition, Cody, and the Carolina Panthers came out. I want to say this before, as you guys gather your thoughts, I have been saying for the last few days that if the Panthers over the next two weeks, this week being one of them, to this week, the Panthers' defense 
would have to win against Houston, Watson, that poor offensive line. Next week, our offense, our offensive line is going to have to win against a really mean and nasty Jaguars team. But go ahead, Cody, tell us what you thought about this game. Well, yeah, I mean, you're not, you're not wrong. Uh, listen, that defense is looking nasty, man. I just can't say enough good things about it, man. Everybody stepped up in a big way. I mean, even shout out to guys like Ross Cockrell, who had uh, two big plays in the game. One was almost an interception. One was an interception. Uh, yeah, man, listen, this defense is nasty. Um, I feel like Kyle Allen and our offense did just enough. And, you know, I, I felt like I knew Kyle was going to come back down to earth. And, you know, that's no big deal. I, I mean, we kind of knew that was going to happen. And, um, yeah, listen, the fumbles were bad. And, you know. Uh, but understandable, real- too. To be honest, they weren't as yeah. bad. They weren't him making no. uh, poor decisions. Is that there were some good defensive plays, uh, some uh, offensive line getting beaten there. Yeah, you'd like to see him be a little bit tougher on that first one and, you know, holding the ball a little carelessly. carelessly. It's what we expect, I feel like. And But – what I was most impressed, Cody, is how he rebounded from those. Did not look shook. Was willing to push the ball down the field. Uh, it shows you how much more when you can make defenses be honest right there, guys. It really opens up more for Christian McCaffrey and more underneath. Yeah, it really did. And um, uh, listen, you know, Kyle Allen, part of evaluating the quarterback position is pocket awareness. And you have to know that if the weak link of your offensive line is your tackles and you have J.J. Watt and Brittany Merciless on both sides, then you have to be able to step up into the pocket and deliver the football. Um, You know, it's growing pains, man. This is Kyle's third start uh, playing quarterback. You're going to have that kind of stuff. Um, I think they did enough to pull out the W, and that's all you can ask for on the road. There's still some growing pains. I'm still not happy with the bullshit play, Colin. I'm going to keep the same energy <laughs> on that. And, um, yeah, man, this defense is definitely the story of the afternoon by far. Greg, thoughts on the game? Well, I'm going to be – yeah, man, I'm going to be really interested to see what's going to happen on Twitter the next few days and what the cat calls are going to be like today because realistically, y'all – Kyle Allen didn't play a great game. Like he had a few really good throws, uh, and but he had a lot of really bad ones that weren't brought up. And he also, uh, you know, had the three fumbles. And I wonder if the win, the fact that we pulled away the win, masks what people are going to say or changes what people are going to say or think about this win. Now, I'm by no means talking trash about Kyle Allen because I feel like he's, I feel like he's strong enough that if Cam Newton needs surgery, I want Cam Newton to have surgery and sit out for the rest of the year and recover fully. And I think we're okay with Kyle Allen because, you know, to, to, to see where, where he can go. Because that, you know, I brought the point last week that I thought that the Houston Texans were right on the cusp of being a Super Bowl team. And we just held their offense to almost nothing. And they have a few weapons on offense. If, so you're if right. you if you take away those. This game, but, uh, let me ask you this, Greg. If you, because if you take away those fumbles, though, what was bad about this game from Kyle Allen? I didn't see maybe one missed throw. Nothing, but that's it. Say. Yeah. Actually. You, you know, you, you're right. I guess I guess I can't say that you, he did have a few. Uh, well, actually, no. I guess he didn't really have a few bad throws. You're right. I guess the three fumbles is really all you can put into it. But once again, the win masked that. If we'd have lost the game, wouldn't that be the biggest thing everybody's complaining about? The three fumbles. Well, I, I kind of. I mean, Tony has a point in that. You know, Kyle distributed the ball well. He hit open receivers, mm-hmm. 
And um, and then even on the plays that he missed, I mean, this goes back to the people that criticize Cam Newton on every overthrow. It's hard to be an accurate quarterback when your pocket is being All shredded. Yeah. I mean, that that's yeah, just the na- that's the name of the game, man. And um, but mm-hmm. listen, man, the ability to stay on his feet when you have J.J. Watt bearing down on you and then to get back up and make the clutch throw. Dude, uh, Kyle, I, he, he what, did enough to win, man. Yeah, that was – there's two miraculous plays in this game on the offense. One is the yeah. Christian McCaffrey yeah. catch. It's since, it was just so miraculous and Chris sensational. I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, the the mm-hmm. other one was that Kyle Allen throw after J.J. Watt because I thought as soon as he came up, he ran two steps and threw it so quickly – I thought he just chunked it and didn't really know what he was doing. And then it went directly to, was it uh, Curtis Samuel or DJ? Yeah. Whoever uh, it was. No, Maybe no, it's right. Uh, Jerry's no, right. Jerry's no, right. That was right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, look, is that this is yeah, one, right. one thing is I don't want to overdog the, the off, our offensive line has not been very good or great, but the, actually I think they've done enough, right? They yeah, gave they, a, they, they did mediocre. enough. They got beat. Yeah, they're mediocre. But what we saw today is that you really need everybody to win a football game. The offense has got to make a couple yeah. of plays. The special teams has got to make a couple of plays. And in this case, for us, it was Sly being perfect on the day with the field goals. And then the defense for us did win this game. They were dominant, right? I mean, to a certain yeah. degree. And uh, now there could have been, they could have been even better. And I think uh, the the most noteworthy part about this defensive performance is it comes without KK Short and it comes without Dante Jackson. I thought our pressure was exactly um, what it needed to be. And Cody, last week, I feel like some people, maybe it was in the Cat Coles line or something, were talking about Ron Rivera not being aggressive enough early in the game which is why Arizona was able to kind of dink and dunk and move in the middle of the field playing soft zones or whatever these uh, the people who are always criticizing X and O's. But it's about dialing up the get natural pressure and then dialing up the blitz at the right time. And that's exactly what happened today. We got a lot of natural pressure. Some of that was from the secondary doing well. Some of that was just pure out speed. But then Eric Reed with the big sack of the game changes the game. In fact, I, I tweeted defense just won, won us the game. Now, it was slightly premature, but Cody, that defense, unstoppable. And then, listen, I alluded to this uh, before the season started, that one of the things that made me the most hopeful about this defense is that we're going to be able to rotate players and still have a good pass rush, man. How about Bruce Irvin coming back from a hamstring in, uh, injury? And immediately producing, homeboy was getting pressures, chasing guys to the sideline. I mean, listen, you put in Brian Burns, uh, Christian Miller. Hey, we have to spend some time on Mario Addison, don't we? Mario Addison already has like five or six sacks on the year, man. Dude, Mario Addison is showing what he has meant to this football team for a long time. Uh, Dude, we're able to rotate players and still put in another good player and we don't have K1 short, and we didn't have Dante Jackson. So not only should you be impressed by the performance, but you were looking at a defense that wasn't even at full strength. If that doesn't make you happy about uh, this defense, man, dude, I don't, I don't know what's going to do it for you. 
I mean, we might have the most sacks in the NFL right now. I don't know. If we don't, we're, we're second to Shaquille five. Barrett. That. It's uh, number one is Shaquille Barrett. Number two is yeah. the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> yeah, because of Daryl Williams, Shaquille Barrett yeah. is the is the man. Yeah. Uh, last well, couple points. Oh, go ahead, Greg. I was say one thing I want to talk about defense wise that I haven't heard anybody talking about, especially us on this podcast, is Shaq Thompson. Man, yeah, he is stepping up. He is playing well. Every really big play I see, I see Shaq Thompson either involved yeah. in it or making the play. He has stepped up. He has definitely stepped up. So I am uh, I'm, I'm excited for him taking Thomas Davis' place. Even though I love TD, uh, I was afraid what was going to happen with Shaq Thompson. But, man, he has really, really stepped up and played well. I've been impressed with him. We haven't talked much about him. He has, man. He's trying to get paid, and this is his year to do it. You know, he's always had to have Thomas Davis – uh, kind of cramping his style, being on the team for so long, and what he meant to the football team. But now the Rams are all shacks, and you're right, man. He is showing up on plays, uh, dude. He's man. He's trying to get a brand new contract, and kudos to him, man. Uh, you know, if Shaq pulls down that interception, <laughs> insane, right? But yeah, good day for Shaq. Yeah. Good, just great day for the defense. Keep this in mind. We're going to go ahead and jump in the calls. I want you to think on this, though, as we're getting through the calls. Did you have any – was was the rotation of the defensive guys any surprise, surprising to you? I think they – I was – they went very heavy with Bruce Irvin. Did help in that keeping the run attack bottled up. I was a little surprised at how quickly – you know, you didn't – we saw Vernon Butler in there at times. We also yeah. – um, I just – I was surprised we didn't see more Brian Burns. It's just ultimate, like even snap count. I'll be interested in the snap count. But, guys, let's go ahead and the people are calling in. The people want to speak. There are two call, one call from before the game. It's very short, 19 seconds. Let's see what they had to say. And then, uh, right. and then the second call is from in the middle of the game. Well, well, well. Kyle Allen, three fumbles on the day, and the game ain't even oh. over. I thought he was our savior, folks. He's taking us to the promised land. I'm calling that. Oh, that's, no, that's Josh right. from Mass. Oh, yeah. There's a reason this man's a backup, and we're seeing it today. All right. All right, there's Josh. Let me see him. Is this one? Panther Nation. Yes, sir. This is Jeremy Swanberg. Great win What's today. Up, Jeremy? I thought we fought hard. Defense showed up, son. Defense is starting to just dominate. I'm loving it. Uh, I like to see Kyle Allen, that little whoopie do out of the sack, get it down the field to right. Oh, my, that was sweet, baby. That was sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still like, come on, Ron. At the end of the first half, you kind of wasted some time. We could have maybe got a little something. And at the end of the game, like, you couldn't have at least thrown it once to the, to the, you know, end zone, being down, you know, being up yes. 10 with a little under a minute. Talk a about this. Better than being up 6 with 28 seconds. But we still won. doesn't really matter. Uh, thanks for everything you do. Keep pounding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, do you guys think now you said that if we wouldn't have won today, the the talk would have gone to Kyle Allen and the fumbles. And that's true. I mean, you can't win turning the ball over. I do. I mean, or it's hard to win with turning the ball over. It's amazing. We were so in this game despite that, but it shows you how great our defense was. One of the only things that worries me about Kyle Allen at this point, and it's not a worry, it's just this, is that right now I feel like he's having uh, enough success to where uh, he can shake it off. Now, today was a real real test on his mental fortitude 
turning the ball over that many times and then still coming back and having the guts to push the ball down the field to stick with plays, not collapse. So very impressed there. I'm just kind of this. It's kind of one of those things is like is what happens when the defense doesn't play good after a couple of games. And I'm more thinking in the long term in like maybe like two years, can he can you keep up that almost young boy naive optimism without getting shook? But Right now, I think Kyle Allen has made our offense far more uh, diverse than it was and we saw it with Cam in those first two games. And you know we're going to have to talk all Tuesday night about the Cam video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, there's there's so much to talk about. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Josh is in the chat uh, doubling down. He said, uh, uh, you know, Allen was lackluster, kid was trash. Listen, Josh, I love you, buddy. I disagree, man. Uh, listen, you know, we look at Kyler Murray and, you know, what's the difference between Josh Allen and Kyler Murray right now? Both of them are kind of up in the air. They haven't really looked great. I never judge a quarterback based on their first year starting because there have been some great quarterbacks that have had terrible first years in the NFL. Um, with that said, man, listen, it's his third career start. I don't know what people want from him. Like, he made some fantastic throws. He didn't throw any interceptions. He moved the ball down the field when he had to. He understood the defense. Um, he made good decisions with the football. Listen, we know that Kyle Allen is not Cam Newton. He's never going to be a Cam Newton. But I really don't know what more you could ask for from a backup quarterback at this point. I don't trust Will Greer to have done what Kyle Allen just oh, did. Oh, no way. So, no way. Yeah, man. Yeah, not at all. So, listen. All Kyle Allen has to do is be good enough to put a W on the board and move on to next Sunday. That's all he has to do right now. And it's looking like the defense is going to be able to do the rest. So, yeah, listen, I'm more than happy with uh, Kyle Allen. I don't blame him too much for the fumbles. Um, He's learning on the job right now. And you're going to have that sometimes, and you have to work through that. Yeah. Well, you know, Cody, talking to both of you guys about this game, I kind of came into this and I don't really know, you know, what I feel about Kyle Allen yet. I, I'm behind him. I support him. And I I, I really want to, to, to be 100% gung-ho, but I think maybe it's just the Cam Newton homer in me that that kind of scares me because my, my, my biggest fear is that we get rid of Cam Newton and he goes and blows up somewhere else for something. Oh, but I man, guess I can't I, get that. That's, yeah, that's uh, like a nightmare. That's not a fear. That's a nightmare. Yeah, I'm yeah, not, I'm yeah. not, that's, that's kind of, I mean, hey, that's a nightmare for everyone, but yeah. I think that it's, uh, it, it's too early to even think about that kind of stuff. Um, right. and I know we're not talking about the cam video yet, but that also kind of put my mind at ease. Um, I, I think they just, they, they trust Kyle Allen to be enough right now. If he yeah. had another five, touch, four or five touchdown performance, then we'd be having a different conversation, but, uh, he did enough to win us the football game. That's mm-hmm. all you can ask for right now. Well, that's kind of what I was getting to is like I, I, I want really badly to have some kind of reason to not believe in Kyle Allen. I don't know why, but I really don't. But y'all, Let's y'all just enjoy it. Time. What I need to do is this. Fumbles. It's not about believing or not but disbelieving. It's about rooting for, right? Now, the guy today okay. went yeah. 24 for 34 with 232 yards. No, uh, no INTs, but he did have the fumbles. But that's 70% completion rate. 232 yeah. yards passing is easily a cam stat line. 
right? So it's not like he came in and couldn't move the ball at all. He was, um, he's been far better than I expected him to be. And not actually as I needed him to be. I think he's been an, an excitement. Um, and at least this is that there's two or three balls he's inches away from completing. There's a pass interference to Curtis Samuel. There's a couple. I think there was one that they could have thrown another flag on. But yeah, what we have missed what we have missed with Cam Newton and the Panthers for the last two years now is a shot down the field. And even if it doesn't work, have you guys do you not not only I think Cody going back to game one against the Rams, it wasn't that we didn't think there weren't shot or like it was like we needed them to force it. It's almost like an errant shot that doesn't work keeps people honest. And when it's close, it makes them a little nervous. And at least yeah. we went and play actioned it and chunked it and you give your guy a chance to win. And uh, how many guys can be down there? I was excited, but man, when you see the ball fly that far and Curtis Samuel run underneath it, he almost overthrew Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, well, the first he did, pass, didn't he? Well, it was a pass interference, I think, in that one. Yeah. It was right. inch, well, the, an inch. It was an inch. What's funny is the one they did call pass interference on, it was well underthrown. Curtis Samuel right. had him beat. If, if he'd had the arm to throw it further, that would have been a touchdown. Uh, the ball was well underthrown. Curtis Samuel played it well. And that that's kind of the difference right there is had that pass interference call not been called, you'd hear people complain about him underthrowing that ball. But because the result ended up being really good, nobody's going to say anything like that. And that's I, – I hate how people view things like that because the ball was underthrown. Uh, you know, but like you said, Kyle Allen's getting it done. I mean, Samuel saved him kind of on that throw, I feel, with, with a force in the pass interference. But I don't know. So, <laughs> l- l- listen, man, uh, and I, don't, I mean, I'm sure maybe the cat calls might get to this, but this might be where we disagree. Uh, listen, man, after the win against Arizona, people in the chat room were saying, hey, Cody, you're not talking trash about North Turner now, are you? Well, guess what? I'm coming with the same energy, dude. Mm, why do you not? Head. Why do you not take at least a shot at the end zone at the very end, man? Like, you, you're just going to run it just – I mean, I don't understand because it. you they have no timeouts, dude, and you are you're getting down to where they have mathematically as long even if you don't get any yards, they only had twenty seconds. There's like got to be right. a ninety nine percent fail rate uh, on twenty second opportunities with no touchdown. If we st- if we if we did the history of the NFL, the only one that's ever been done happened to the Texans probably, and it was two weeks ago or with the week. Saints. The Saints. Yeah. Listen, even yeah. even if you miss a pass, you're still in field goal range, and Joey Sly hit a fifty five yarder earlier in the game. Man, I, I just. I, I see all the same things that I gripe about over and over still happening. You know that they're going to run well, Christian McCaffrey up the middle, and they don't put in Jordan Scarlett. Chris Manhurst goes down, and we still barely see Ian Thomas. I, I just think that, th- that, that the, the coaches, not all the time, they don't take advantages of opportunities they have to be aggressive to put the game away earlier. Well, I don't know. To, to I, that I can say I think the, the, the difference there was just saving them 35, 40, 30 seconds of, of gameplay, which you saw last week. They were down – was it last week? Whenever they played the Saints. And yeah. 
you know, John Watson went down, scored in two plays, yes. went down the whole field in two plays and throws. So yes. if, you, if you have the option to, to give him 40 seconds less to have a shot to do that, I'm taking that away because I'm yeah. not giving him a full minute when I can give him 28 seconds. I had zero that. problem with this call, Cody. And the and and one is to add to this is that how well our defense was playing. Two, the worst right. thing you could do is give him the ball by accident. Uh, yeah. And and three is I almost thought I, is that here is that you do you make that field goal and it is a, a seven point game. I almost wondered what would happen if this is what if you direct snap the ball to Christian McCaffrey and he ran backwards all the way towards the goal line, the other Just goal line, time out as he could. and then we punted it. <laughs> That's a Madden trick. That is, I know. If if it wouldn't have, if we would have been up by four, I would have considered that. All right, you're listening to this. We'll come back to this, Cody, because I know you want to say more about it. We're in the Vivid Seat Studio. If you guys want, um, if you guys are heading to a game and you don't want to miss a game like there was today, go to Vivid Seats. They'll take care of you. Make sure you use the promo code Overtime. Let's get into the cat calls. The number's 252-228-5098. What up, Team 3? Man, I'm just so happy we be able to pull out the win. So happy. Keep pounding. Yeah. We got this. Kyle Allen played great. Stocks going up. All I got to say is, got to keep the ball in his hands. But keep pounding, baby. Good win. <laughs> Good. I'm out. All right, let's keep pounding with these calls. To the point. Hey, y'all, this is G. Cavassier. Man, what a game. Man, what a game. Hey, first things first, our damn defense came to damn play today, y'all. I'm telling you, man. How many sacks was it today? Was it six? Oh, my God. Six today. And surprise alert, surprise alert. Vernon Butler actually made a damn play. Holy shit, man. For the first time <laughs> in his career. Made a play, About man. three three years hey, too late. <laughs> man, Kyle Allen, you know, you gotta hold on to that ball, man. I mean, I know you had, you know, three turnovers or whatever, man, but it's okay, man. That one play when JJ Watt was coming and that dude ducked and he threw it to Jerry is right, tell me, tell me that wasn't a good ass play. My God, uh, man. Okay. I'm telling y'all. Panthers dog defense. Hey, defense is legit this year. It really is. I'm telling you, y'all. I'm happy for the wins. We two and two. Bring Jacksonville Jaguars. Bring them. Bring them assholes on, man. It's y'all next. And always remember, y'all. Keep pounding. Yeah. Great call, G. Uh, speaking of that defense, while the the focus and the toast of the town continues to be on how we've been generating, we've actually been getting to the quarter, quarterback. We have said that the last couple of shows, so many of these sacks have actually come from just good coverage, initial coverage. Shout out to James Bradbury, continues to play lights out. Cockrell stepped up. He was a standout for me today. And I think probably one of the most underrated changes to the Carolina Panthers defense because he did play part of the year last year with us. And secondly, because people don't want to like him because of his personal opinions and his outspokenness. Eric Reed has meant the world of difference to our team. We have gone yeah. years and years without any real answer at safety. I didn't hear. You know why we didn't call Trey Boston's name today? Because nobody was getting beat. The only no. time you talk about the free safety is either when they're getting a free blitz or they're getting beat. Right now, yeah. Eric Reed has made a difference to our secondary, and I 
am excited about it. Hundred percent. I, I would I would almost be be willing to say that we've got to be in the conversation for the best uh, secondary in the NFL. With with, with you have a healthy uh, Jackson, you know, you have a Bradbury and an Eric Reed. Man, we are. That's some three pretty locked down corners right there, and I'm. I'd be willing to put us up there in the top in the league, Cody. And we rarely ever are, are in that in that conversation with DBs. We're definitely up there. And I remember before we signed Eric, Tony and I were talking about, you know, it doesn't matter if you love or hate the guy for his political stances or whatever, all that dumb shit, whatever, man. Eric Reed, if he comes on the team, is going to be a great help to this football team right. and vastly upgrade our safety position. And now that you have Trey Boston back there who can play the free safety role that he was always designed to play and always should have been playing in his time here in Carolina, now you're seeing the benefits of that, man. And again, shout out to Ross Cockrell. Not everyone is a starter in the NFL, but sometimes your number is called and you have to go perform, man. You have to go and play like a starter. And Cockrell did that. And, you know, also considering – Ross came back from uh, a leg injury before the start of last year, hurt his leg uh, during training camp. I mean, you have to be happy for the guy, man. And he played a huge role in the victory today. So shout out to everyone on defense, man. We're, we're doing the damn thing. I don't think yeah. we can. I, I do think we're on, um, we're onto something with Eric Reed's contribution to this defense because we've tried to go two ways with the secondary for the last two days de- since Mike Mentor. And that is we either get a guy who's a little bit long in the tooth or very long in the tooth who doesn't make mental mistakes, or we've tried to put some unproven young talent in there who might have, you know, be a little faster, more athletic, but is not, is making too many errors mentally i think what we've seen is eric reed's playing the game right between the ears and uh in peak physical condition ross cockrell was striving for a starting role before he did get injured we were we didn't want to thrust dante jackson into starting every game last year he was done he had to do that but i think ross cockrell has stepped up to the challenge of and listen to this is that we'll have to look up what the defensive numbers is are and i will put those up as we get a next call but we held today uh, Deshaun Watson to 21 completions for 160 yards. His longest completion was 14 yards. We held DeAndre Hopkins, arguably the best receiver in the league, to 41 yards. Um, yeah. And the next best receiver was Will Fuller with 23 yards. These guys got no passing game, and it was a combination of the secondary playing well and the defense getting after it. It was fun to watch. Yeah. It's nice. All right, So, and it's also fun to not see your team getting torched for once. Yeah. It's been a while, man. That defense has been giving up big plays at bad times in the past. Even when they had good games last year, there was always some dagger play and I haven't seen many of those this year. You're listening to the C3 Panthers post game. The number's 252-228-5098. Moving on to next call. This is C Town from Austin, Texas. You know, we look up, good C-Town? today, but hopefully Panthers fans that hating on Cam can realize, you know, that Cam is a true franchise quarterback and Kyle Allen is clearly a backup. I mean, three fumbles Three fumbles. Yeah, but, uh, but I've seen Cam Turner three did times. His thing out there. Bruce Irvin had some hustle. You know, Keekley, you know, did his thing. I wish we had Jordan Scarlett more in there. You know, I hope 
you know, McCaffrey stays healthy, but that's the risk you take uh, playing McCaffrey as much as you're playing him right now. Keep pounding. We look good today overall, and I uh, hope Cam Duke can come back. Peace. Carolina Panthers, guys, are surrendering uh, before, and I don't think these stats are taken in this week, right? According to NFL.com, the second least passing yards in the league, only second to the New England Patriots. The New England Patriots are averaging 162.3 yards per game uh, allowed in the air, and the Carolina Panthers are averaging 166.3. And given that our number today was 160 yards on the dot, We'll have to go look up what Buffalo did. Where we should remain at the tops of the league. This is a under an underspoken story among the defense. Uh, while the sack numbers are there, the coverage is there as well. Let's keep pounding with the calls. Hey boys, it's Cody up here. I or CK up here in Roanoke. Uh, okay. Call in. Sorry, I couldn't make it on the podcast today, but uh, I'm trying to make it Tuesday night for sure. Um, hey boys, uh, that was an incredible, uh, defensive outing. I mean, I know there was a couple of plays that went our way, but dang on, man, the defense, like, the fact that we've held pretty much every quarterback to under 200 yards that we've played is just astounding to me. Um, it's been a while since I've been confident in our secondary. And once again, it shows you what a, a good secondary does to that, uh, pass rush. Cause six sacks later, I mean, Dude, we're balling. Um, I think from a total yards perspective, we were rocking it out. I think, or I, he may have gone over 200 with that garbage time, you know, yardage that they got, but, uh, nonetheless, man, that was an incredible CMC just wearing him down. I tell you what, but glad to hear he's on our side because, uh, I don't know what else we would do without him. And, um, hopefully, I don't know if, uh, Moten came back in, but, uh, hopefully we don't have any issues there. And, uh, last but not least, man, just too many opportunities for that defensive line. Now, granted, it was a great, great defense, defensive line that uh, we were facing in the Texans, but there was too many rushes, yeah. too many, you know, uh, He's right. too many opportunities to get to the ball and to, you know, force those three turnovers. Um, that does fall on Allen a little bit with not climbing the pocket, but, uh, hey, man, I mean, I think he did everything he could with what he had, and I didn't see yeah. a tremendous amount of, mistakes that aren't going to be chalked up to, hey, listen, it's a third start. But, uh, you know, I'm confident with this defense, with Allen being able to manage the game um, when we're not going up against such a stout defensive line uh, to be able to, you know, do what we did last week against the Cardinals. So we'll see, man. I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with uh, Cam getting healthy now, especially after the second win. <laughs> no stupid decisions by Kyle Allen, I'll put that out there at the very least. That's, uh, that's been yeah. uh, an issue with a lot of young quarterbacks is just making stupid plays mm-hmm. um, or stupid decisions. But anyway, boys, keep down. Cody, let's talk about the offensive line. What, what did we trot out there to start, and how did they perform today? Um, I think they did well. I think Greg Little did well. Um, in fact, if I had to compare the two, I think Greg Little did a little bit better than Taylor Moten. Um you know, Daryl Williams is – see, listen, it's hard for me to, like, say some of these things and not sound like a hater because, overall, we had a pretty good offensive line performance today. But, dude, there's this thing with Daryl Williams. No matter what position he's in, once his body weight is, like, over his feet, dude, he has no ability to, like, 
recover. I, I mean, it's the dude is really unathletic, man. I still think that he is uh, the weak link in the offensive line. Where was he playing at today? Where was he? Where was he playing at? We had him. We had Daryl at right guard because okay. Trey Turner was hurt. But other than that, man, listen, I'm not going to be a Debbie Downer. I think our offensive line did well. Um, you know, I think that um, you know, I don't blame Greg Little too much for losing to Whitney Merciless and 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 JJ Watt, which is mainly Whitney Merciless. But um, you know, uh, just a few things like I, like I said, we have young players that are learning on the fly. You have to, you know, you have to expect that there's going to be some growing pains. They're, they're going to need some time to, to play better and gel with the football team. And if it's true for Kyle Allen, it's true for Greg Little. Um, I think our center, uh, Matt Paradis, has played incredible. I love our interior, even with Trey Turner. Uh, we do miss Trey Turner, but um, I've been hard on Van Roten. I think Van Roten has played well. Um, I'm, I'm happy, man. I, I'm impressed. Uh, with the offensive line. Greg, thoughts on the offensive line? Man, I think the offensive line looked great today. Uh, you know, obviously it, it takes a little while to, to gel together and, you know, just piggyback on what Cody said. Uh, I mean, it just takes time, man. And we've had between the changes in coaching, the changes in positioning, the changes in quarterback now, just yeah. temporarily what's going on. You know, it, it all throws a wrench into everything going on, uh, how an offensive line can gel together. Uh, I thought – Kyle Allen's biggest problem today and the reason why his fumbles came was because he's not stepping up in the pocket. He is stepping up, but about a second too late. And I think when you yeah. step up that second too late, it gives that defensive end that's already over-pursued you that extra second or half a second to be able to catch up to you. I think if he steps up, as soon as the defense, the, you know, they, they pass around him, he has that extra half a second and he gets away from the sacks. But that all comes with time. Uh, you know, he's not afraid to step up. He's doing well. I think the offensive line, if they're given time, is going to be the best offensive line we've seen since maybe 2015. I, I don't entirely agree with you guys. I, I think Paradise has been – I expected Paradise to play better than he has yeah. so far. I think that he has played okay. Um, now, he's had some tough assignments early on in the season, right, is that this line is tough as well as the Rams line. Very difficult up the middle. And he is coming back to form. So as long as he's progressing, which I think he is getting better from game to game, I'm okay. But, you know, I'm ready for him to be the stalwart leader of that offensive line. I think with with Greg Little in, we look just much better. I mean, just the eyeball test alone tells me that... so you weren't amazed, but you definitely saw a difference in, in better play. Yes, yeah. I saw it last week, right? We saw we all saw it last week when Daryl Williams yeah. goes out. It was just a little it was better. Was the I, I don't know. It's gonna be hard to guess. I guess if I was a coach, I'd be looking at the tape to see is is this them winning their matchups, the defense. Cause you know, they're trying to they ain't just sitting back either. I mean, that defense is trying to win their battles. So, I mean, the the offensive line had um, their hands full, to say the least. I do think that they played well enough, but they, you know, there could have been some moments where and Kyle Allen didn't hold on to the ball long. I didn't feel like I was like, oh my God, he's holding it, he's holding it, smash. Um, he did the one thing. Actually, I, I do know the one thing I was upset with Kyle Allen for today. Almost getting CMC murdered. That oh, yeah. one play when he tossed it out to flat. Oh, yeah. God. I was like, oh, God. And back to the caller, Cody. How 
Every time I see CMC keep going and I see someone hold on to his leg, I get so nervous. Like, our team without him would be... Losing Kim, uh, it turns out, may be worse than losing Cam at this point. Oh, that's not an overstatement at all. I think that's yeah. a that's a given. Listen, we did lose Cam, and we've won two games. So it's like, yeah. And and listen, I, I, I briefly mentioned this before in my criticism of the coaches. But, dude, if you're going to run all these inside zone runs, and I get it, man. Listen, Christian McCaffrey can run up the middle. And whenever mm-hmm. you have him on the field, the defense has to account for him. I understand. You don't have to explain any of that shit to me. But, dude, why not give Jordan Scarlett a snap or two? Like, literally one or two. Like, why not play some other – Like, dude, uh, we're, we're so amazed by him all the time. But we did this with Cam where we asked him to do so much all the time. And then later on down the road, they're dealing with injuries. It, You know, he's young and is resilient now. But, dude, like no other team in the NFL uh, plays a player on that many downs, on that many snaps. The dude deserves a break every once in a while. Let Jordan Scarlett play a little bit. Let Reggie Bonifant motion into the backfield. Like, do a little something to give Christian a break. I mean, I'm not saying take him off the field for another 20% of snaps. I'm just saying give some other guys some room especially if you're going to run up the middle, like yeah. do something different for them. Breaking news. Tampa Bay just goes up three touchdowns ahead, blanking yeah. the Rams 21 to nothing. And yeah. what I said was a sucker bet. I thought 10 points was too much to mess with. I didn't have the guts to really stick with it. But uh, also, uh, just to also on another b- score alert, is the Atlanta Falcons suck. Dan Quinn might not have a job tomorrow. They're going to be Super Bowl team this year. I think I'm, I I wouldn't be surprised if Dan Dan Quinn doesn't have a job um, at some point in the next. I mean, like is out of a job in, in the next yeah. couple of weeks. Uh, now, one other point, Cody, to your your point about CMC is even if they're not willing to just give him a straight break. And even if he's not willing, see the problem with McCaffrey is he's just productive. Like you know, it sucks. Like I, I don't taking think he him off to come out. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, want to come yeah. out. He's even getting they're stacking the but box. It doesn't matter what they want, man. You have to be the coach of the team and make decisions. I mean, it's not like he's not gonna play. You know? We're running yeah. it. Uh, we're running it on first and or we're they're stacking the box and it's second and five and he's still reaming off four yards. You know, it's so if if we won't give him a break that way. Why don't we consider maybe giving him a break by putting him in and doing more a little bit more receiver work throughout the game? And then he had 10 receptions and, at this game. Right. Where I'm not saying we got to give him a ton of looks either, though. Like, I mean, you don't even have to target him in those, but You're just even lining him up as a receiver. Yeah. And then put okay. in Scarlet okay. and try to smash it down the middle. A so, couple just yeah. a couple of times. Just a couple of times at the very least. Can you protect him that way at the very minimum? So Tony, you're talking about Maybe doing some new, exciting, innovative things. It's not innovative. Is that what you're saying? It's not innovative. It's nothing special. It's nothing special. Tell that to Norv Turner, bro. You you know some Cody. I want to disagree with you so badly on this. But but I can't. I know. I I can't because I want to see Christian McCaffrey out there as much as possible, but this is not a video game. No. You know? It's like not. if I'm playing Madden 
he's out there every play. You know, but but yeah. I, I I I would like to see him preserve guys. I don't care what anybody says he's got to be a top three candidate for MVP of the whole league this year right now. He's a badass, you know, man. He's a badass. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how anybody. The only reason he wouldn't be at this point is because he's not a quarterback, right? All right, you're yeah, listening I mean, to. He's, he's got to be close to the top three or four right. in reception. Reception yeah. yards. I think he yards, is a shoe in. I think you're yeah. right. I think he should be a shoe in for MVP right now. But at the same time, is that you're always going to have the over, especially with Mahomes and the doing the magic he's been doing. Yeah. Yep. I, I get that. All right. I, next. I do, I do. I do think that he's on track for a uh, a thousand rushing, a thousand receiving though. Oh, I mean, well over. So, well, yeah, well over. so yeah. hey man, dude, power to him. He would be the third running back in history to have done that. I mean, come nope. on, the dude's a baller. I'm starting to think that, like, he's uh, is that I'm going to be disappointed if he doesn't do fifteen hundred and fifteen hundred. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like at this point, about that's only about eighty five yards a game receiving and and catching. Which, hey done. man, and he's been doing it. You're listening to the C3 Panthers yeah. podcast. Let's keep plowing through with the calls. What's up, guys? Chef Jeff Hodge here. What's up, Jeff? I am thoroughly shocked that we won that game. Uh, <laughs> Defense played amazing. But can we get Kyle Allen some stickum or something? Because that boy cannot hold on to the football <laughs> to save his damn life. Thank God he came through in the clutch and we stuck out the win. But that, that's, man, that's just going to come back to bite him. Can't put the ball <laughs> the ball on the ground three times and expect to win every, every weekend. Oh, no. But we won, so that's good. Point number two. Apparently, according to Cam Newton, he didn't tell nobody he was hurt mm. in his new uh, YouTube video. Well, duh. I'm pretty sure I said that in my last call. Uh, <laughs> still, the onus is on the coaching staff to notice that he isn't right and pull him out. But and like the medical said, staff. Video, hopefully, when he comes back, he'll be good, and we'll still be rolling. Keep on it, guys. I, and I can't wait to talk about this on Tuesday, guys, because it, it, it is strange. First, it was very hard for me to hear that that Cam hit it. Second, I, I how do you hide it from the medical staff? They're the ones looking at the MRIs. They're the ones looking at all of this. And if it is that bad, maybe he just said it wasn't as bad as it was. But, yeah, I think there's something reasonable there. And maybe, to be honest, in some defense of Ron Rivera – he was frustrated throughout that process, and maybe it was because he didn't feel like he was getting the honest position from Cam, and he, you know, didn't know how to handle it. You know, I mean, imagine saying, "Well, we're benching Cam <laughs> for Kyle." I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about that plenty on Tuesday night, though. Let's keep pounding through with these calls. Yo, CD, what's up, y'all? This is Nova Black, y'all know. Yeah, I Nova, Nova Black. Black. In Texas, at Texas Stadium, whatever the name of the stadium is, you guys know we went in there. It was a defensive game. I don't know how many sacks we got, five, six, seven, whatever it was, man. We was jack on defense today. We balled out. Offense plays all right, up and down. You know what I'm saying? Listen, man, our boy, what's his name? I can't even remember that clown name. But he got moved from left tackle to right guard and was still getting beat like a damn. Byron Bell Jr. And y'all know what else? We won, though. We won. Yeah, we won. And it's uh, because My it man. don't matter. We two and two. And guess what? Cam will be back soon. Kyle Allen playing good ball. 
I ain't got a chance to look at the table. When I look at the game tape, you know I'm going to let y'all know my thoughts. Um, it ain't going to be too much. But anyway, y'all, keep pounding. I want to keep this thing short and sweet. Let you guys know I love y'all, and I'll catch you guys later. And uh, I'll definitely be either tuning in or calling in or both for Tuesday's show. Y'all take yeah, it easy. I'm both. out. That's what it is. Shout out Nova Black, both. man. He's a legend. He's the, right he's now. He's the champ. He's the champ. Yeah. Uh, good luck dethroning him. I'm trying to see exactly how many sacks we had, but it but was. But I am a lot. happy that, that I'm not the only one that sees that. Even though our offensive line played pretty well, Daryl Williams still, dude. That, that guy is. That guy's not far from being on the couch. Uh, like I, I'm telling you, man. Let, dude, his balance so bad, dude. It's so bad. We had six on the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's 14 in the last two weeks, man. I don't think did we have any going into week three? Yeah, we had to have. I'm sure we did. I I don't remember, man. I think we may have had one or two maybe in the first two games. Total. I thought Brian Burns at loan had enough. Um well that was preseason. Yeah, I I feel like he still did some things in that first game. But still, is yeah. you had a sack from Shaq Thompson, you had two from Mario Addison, you had a half one from Elliott, a half from Brian Burns today. Vernon Butler gets a sack. Um and that's it. That's, you know, that's one so thing, weird you say that. One so guy weird. though that I feel like has been kind of invisible <laughs> has been McCoy. He has been. I just mm, don't think he yeah. has been now, I'm not saying he's not playing. For me, it's kind of like the – it could be like what people said about Poe last year. It's just because the numbers aren't there, you know, do we associate that with him not playing well. He has not put a stamp on this defense yet. Didn't he so have I'm a waiting for today? He was there, but they didn't credit him for it. He was there in that one where – because he got uh, – and he is not on the list at all. Yeah, I was going to say, he's, he's not been playing terrible, but he hasn't had that one big play yet that we've seen. Like you said, it's just a matter of having – he hasn't played bad. Uh, we just don't, mean, haven't seen anything, you know, really worth talking about. Yeah, and maybe I'm there with y'all too. I mean, I don't, I'm not down on Joe McCoy. I'll say this, man, like, you know, I, I think that, you know, you start to see the benefit of having good edge rushers um, when you do have so many guys on the defensive line. And I think having Joe McCoy here – uh, a part of the reasoning was, well, K1 Short is also going to be on the field. You're going to have to respect one or both of them. And, right. Um, so I, uh, but I have noticed him getting pressures. Um, and one of the things that you have to consider is even though you didn't uh, sack the quarterback, if you're able to pressure the quarterback and, and get into his pocket, then yeah, it does affect the throw of the football, like I was saying earlier with Kyle Allen. He so, didn't make the game book today, dude. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, like I, he's not I, even I, in the game book. I've checked it three times. He doesn't have a single, no tackles, no nothing today, which is surprising. Does, does it tell Wait, you pressures? Give anything up either. What's that? Does it tell you pressures or hurries? No, and stuff no. Like just that? Is in the final defensive statistics, they give you tackles, assists, combo tackles, sacks, yards, yeah. a sack for loss, uh, tackles for loss. And uh, wait, pass defended. What is I? In- oh, interceptions. What are cues? I don't know what cue is. 
fumble recovery. Anyway, he's not up here. He didn't make the book, which is surprising. I mean, I wonder how many times in his whole career he never made the defensive statistics list. I mean, I'm of the mindset, and Greg was talking about it, I think, last week. You know, whenever Luke doesn't have a great game, you know, whenever you're going to have – whenever you have so many talented defensive players, you're going to have a game or two where some of your bigger names kind of – disappear a little bit and don't do as much but they don't have to you know he hasn't been a liability so um yeah i'm gerald's fine i'm i'm fine but yeah i mean mean, it's 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 just he was he's just he hasn't made his presence yet it's not a right you know i'm the same way like look last year i defended uh don terry poe until the cows came home for just because you're not putting up a bunch of stats doesn't mean you're not making a you're you're not playing a positive role in the game I'm just. Right. I just figured that at some point he would have eaten a little bit more by this point. Maybe it's still coming. But what's really yeah. cool is our success is coming so. from guys. I thought we were going to need uh, KK and McCoy to wreak havoc this year, and then let those youngins, those outside guys, do a little bit more because of their presence. Right now, those guys are doing it on their own. It looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the big thing with McCoy is, you know, we haven't heard his name a lot, but that's not necessarily a bad thing because we haven't seen a lot of missed tackles, you know, right. uh, you know, the, so, so, I mean, he hasn't missed a lot of, you know, gaps that he's just supposed to fill or whatever. Like we're, uh, that, it's not a bad thing if we don't hear a lot about him. That means he's yeah. not doing really bad either. We're so, so. deep. I, we're so deep guys. That's the point that Cody brought it up earlier is the rotation. Think about this is that I don't know how many snaps Vernon Butler got, but it could only be, been so many. I don't remember hardly seeing Kyle Love, Don Terry Poe, McCoy, not because they didn't play, but if you're not looking for them on the specific plays that they played, you could be looking at the defensive line. The next play is a completely different bunch. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's, it's, it's intriguing how they're able to get their rhythm so quick. And that actually might be the real toast of the town there is that guys on very limited snaps are producing. Right. And we were taught, we've talked about this is we talked about this with Christian Miller last week is he only had 24 snaps and he still had three plays. Uh, that's uh, impressive. So, uh, yeah. if you're, li- if you're listening to the C, if you're listening right now, we appreciate your support. Be sure to tune in on Tuesday nights. We're live 9 PM longest running Panthers podcast. We're on iTunes, tune in Stitcher, Spotify, wherever get your podcast. Uh, go ahead and smash that thumbs up button. Call into the cat calls line. The number's two, five, two, 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 eight, fifty, ninety eight. And there are still, so there's some, I stand with cam t-shirts coming uh, in the mail in the next week. So if you want one of those, you can still grab uh, a limited amount of those as well as uh, this commemorative t-shirt that I'm wearing right now. Keep pounding, honoring our game in London against the Bucks, And uh, and the Bucks, I believe, are still putting it on. Wait, somebody just had 20, a big play. 21-7. Yeah, 21-7. Ty Gurley had a really nice touchdown. Uh, Ty Gurley's still awesome. All right, uh, let's go to the next call. Hey, guys, this is DJ and Raleigh. Another good, solid win today to get us out of that 0-2 hole. Um, Kyle Allen, once again, game manager, didn't do too much. There were some questionable throws that I saw, but for the most part, just once again did what he needed to do. Christian McCaffrey did what he needed to do. But the defense really stepped up today and shut down that, that Houston Texans offense, and I'm proud of him. Luke, Eric Reed. All those guys, I'm proud of those guys. They really stepped up today. Good, solid win. Now on to Jacksonville. Thank you, yeah. guys. Love the podcast. 
and keep pounding. Greg, you brought it up earlier when it comes to um, Shaq Thompson, right? Where I, where I've yeah. celebrated Eric Reed, and uh, Cody has never, ever wavered that Luke Keekley is still the best. Guys, the oh, defense yeah. is really is that if our defense yep. starts playing like a Ron Rivera defense, right, to where we get – we have not been sensational to start the season. People have been able to score a little – we're not even – we've been good. But imagine if this defense turns into sensational and you start seeing Curtis Samuel running those deep routes. Um, yeah. And Christian McCaffrey, you know, there's a lot of ifs, uh, you know, there's a lot of wishing that uh, my aunt was my uncle, Cody. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah. we uh, but it's still I mean you got to be excited by it. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, l- listen, the, like I, I remember during the game today, like I wasn't even nervous. Like normally I'm nervous, like oh we're not gonna pull this out. It, it's so weird. I had this calm feeling over me today, like dude, just let this play out. I never got worried that the fumbles. I just had this weird calm feeling over me all game. And I think it was because of that defense, man. That defense is yeah. nasty. I do want to see it perform um, against a better offensive line. I, I don't think I would say that – I mean, we know the Cardinals aren't great, but the Texans aren't that great either. Um, I don't necessarily know when we're going to have a real um, offensive line test uh, to go up against. But, dude, uh, listen, this defense is balling out right now. I mean, uh, everything that you could want from them – that's what they're delivering on. So, yeah, uh, yeah Luke Kiko is the man, and now Shaq Thompson is showing the promise that he's felt that he's always had. Um, Bradbury is playing lights out. But, you know, we've been up and down on him. I know Brother Herbert can't stand him. Uh, but, dude, he's, he's shutting down top receivers. So you have to love what this defense is doing right now. Yeah. yeah, the defense is definitely playing lights out. You know, one thing I noticed, though, other than defense that was really good this week that um, that I didn't just never noticed really before was when Cam Newton's playing, we're always snapping the ball with two, three, one second left on the clock. It's always in that range. Today, we're, we were snapping the ball with 12, 14 seconds left on the play clock, on the, yeah, on the play clock. And I'm wondering if that has anything to do with the difference in how good the pass rush is. Because if you're down the two or one seconds, you know it's coming in two or one seconds. If you're at the line with 14 seconds left and you're snapping the ball at 12 or nine or eight, it, it, it's got to keep the defense or the, you know, the defensive line guessing a little bit. So, do you think that has anything to do with how well the offensive line is meshing together, and, and maybe that's giving an advantage, having more time for them to for the defensive line to not know exactly when you're going to snap the ball? Um, it, it's possible. I mean, listen, I, I wish that they would have done that for years now. One of my biggest criticism of Ron Rivera has been clock management and how many times we'll just waste timeouts for no reason at all. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was better today, thank God. Uh, Bill O'Brien actually had worse clock management and timeout management than Ron Rivera, uh, which is hard to do, but, hey, shout-out to Bill. Um, And, listen, yeah, I, I do think that there is some merit to what you're saying. If you know they have to snap the ball soon, that yeah, that defense is getting ready to feast. Um, we definitely need to get the ball out quicker, run plays quicker. Hopefully it shows that they're turning over a new leaf, and I don't have to 
come down on him so hard. Um, why is the play call getting in faster? Why, why why can't is that and if it isn't getting in faster, if it's at the same pace, unless there just haven't been any mistakes by Norvin them in the last two weeks, you know, is Cam have does Cam have trouble? You know, I mean, I mean at some point. You know, what is we have it's a great observation. We just haven't seen the problems with it getting down. Even in the worst I saw, it got down to two today. And yeah. they st- and it looked like they were under control. So, um, it, these are I, all I do things. Wanna, Go ahead. I, I do want to uh pinpoint uh, a comment in our chat. Uh, Nathan Gosselin Seven says, I also think Cam makes more adjustments than Kyle. Kyle just goes, and Cam is trying to fix the blocking at the last right. scrimmage. And, and that's a good point too. Yeah. Cam's yeah. a veteran quarterback. Cam is scanning the defense, seeing what they're giving him and, and trying to call audibles and make adjustments. So you'll have that too. And I do feel that North Turner, I'll give him credit in this does know that he has a young quarterback. So they're trying to give him um, easy reads, easy, uh, easy plays to, to help him out in his development. So that also might be, a cause for some of the differences that you see. All right, okay. let's push on with the next goal. Ooh, Kyle Allen is the future. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Are y'all done smoking on that fucking hash pipe? Are y'all ready to accept that there's a reason that this man is a backup quarterback and nothing more and nothing less? <laughs> I don't think I need to say much, but three lost fumbles today. Three. Not one. Not two. Ah, ah, ah. But three. <laughs> Give me a break. Josh ain't trying to hear Enough of yeah. being a hopeful backup who could maybe get us through a game or two. Well, two. And a defense that, oh, my Jesus, looks yeah. promising as hell. Even without Dante Action Jackson. And by the way, we don't know yet, but Buffalo might be 4-0 before the end of the day. No. What you say, Tony? You excited? Your favorite team's about to win. They're about to beat the goddamn Patriots. Josh is feeling good. Josh is feeling fine, dude. (laughs) He feels better than Greg. But they could beat the damn Patriots. I feel pretty good. Calling it. I'm y'all. Letting you know who's boss. Keep pounding, kid. All right. This is the... This is the eternal Cam Newton component of and dynamic that has existed for the whole time, right? It's like, it's almost, we, you have to love Cam so much that you can't even cheer for people that are contrary to, or, you know, that aren't Cam. Um, here is that maybe that is, is, is if he is just a consummate backup and he is our consummate backup. Right now, this is a promising that we're he's two and zero at this point, right. and you know I was of the effect, and I've always been of the position, and I had not ever had my thought pattern shaken until the till today, maybe or last week, that if Cam went down, that we were tank. You know, there's just no hope. Mm-hmm. I don't know uh, what the the problem is with Kyle Allen is this is that I think winning. Is a if week to week is within his realm. I don't know how we would do walking into a playoff game. You know how you contend against a team that's playing like, yeah. Can you go to the Super Bowl with Kyle Allen? I don't know, but man, it's nice to not. It's nice to know this as I'm going to four more games. Next week is going to be one where we're going to be doing a post game, hopefully at Cody's house, 
where after the Jacksonville game, and you know when Cam when he wasn't coming back at first. I was like, guys, I'm going to have to go to all these games, drive four hours to Charlotte, drive all the way back, spend all that money. But, man, they're putting a decent product out on the field and a decent enough yeah. that we got two Ws. Yeah. Uh, and, and listen, uh, I think Kyle Allen, you know, I mean, Tony, you and I have said the same thing for over a year now, that if Cam goes down, well, there goes our chances. You know, I mean, I, I don't blame anyone for, for thinking that. I thought that. Um, I still don't know that we're a Super Bowl team without Cam Newton. Um, so, but with that said, yeah, um, you know, uh, someone in our chat room, uh, uh, Jake DeLome says, have faith, he needs to get us to at least six more. And right now, that's where my mind that is at. All he has to do is be good enough to run the offense, make the right reads, be careful with the football and and do enough to win us the football game. And right now, as long as he's doing just that, Kyle Allen is fine. Man, there is a great chance that we're tied for first in the division after today. Oh, I don't know. Isn't it tonight that New Orleans plays? I can't believe I'm going to say this, man, but go Cowboys. Hell yeah. Yeah. I don't have any problem saying that. I want the Cowboys to lose so badly so that way people will shut up about how good the Cowboys are when they play the three worst teams in the NFL. But anyway. As long as they make uh, the Saints worse, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Nathan Gosling Sabins, I guess, in the chat says that he thinks the ideal situation is that Kyle Allen wins four or five games and we trade him. I 100% disagree. What if he wins four or five games and Cam came back and was Cammy Cam? Right, that would be that, awesome. That, and and did you guys really? And, and I want you to think about that Tuesday night, fellas. Is did you really? Cam used some interesting language in that video to me. I was not as heartened by it as my, oh, most people were. But yeah. he said that he hopes if this team is rolling, he comes back. Man, boy, he's excited. He boy, he's excited. There's a real possibility that could happen at this point. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know, the thing is, what I was saying with that comment was even if if. Cam does come back and Cam balls out. I don't want to get rid of Kyle Allen. You know how important it is to have a good backup quarterback? Because injuries happen in football. You know, Philadelphia wouldn't have a Super Bowl if they didn't have a, a, a good backup quarterback to play in their league. Now, that being said, Nick Foles is a good backup quarterback. You know, but if you, you got a first round pick for yeah. him, you know you'd take huh? it. If you got a first round pick for him, you know you'd take it. Who's that? For, for to, Kyle for, Allen. For, for, uh, Kyle Allen? Yeah. On the team, but I mean, I don't know if that necessarily be the smartest thing to do. I don't think uh, you would get a first for him. I, mean, I he think has... he would have to be like, I think he's gonna have to start putting up like 400 yard games to get a first. Like, I think I maybe mean, somebody would offer you a second at the m- most. I'm uh, I'm kind of on both of your side. Uh, I think that listen, if someone is willing to give us a first for Kyle Allen. Yeah. Give me a King Branson, we'll talk. Yeah, it's been real, Kyle. Uh, I've I've been, you know, uh, I would be hesitant to trade Kyle Allen. I would hold him uh, until you got a a fantastic deal for him. Because like someone in our chat, uh, Nirvash, a longtime follower, says a good backup quarterback is invaluable. And they are, man. I mean, to to have someone that, that knows your offense, that can come in under pressure, and do the job um, against a starting caliber 
defensive line, J.J. Watt. I mean, other than the fumbles, I know Josh uh, is not happy about the fumbles. A lot of people aren't. But he did well today, and, and he did a lot of things well. So, yeah, unless they're going to pay us some crazy ransom, then, yeah, you need to hold on to Kyle Allen if you like what you have in the player. Yep. I, I think there's two other things to consider, and I'm looking it up right now, and that is because Kyle Allen is um, he is a undra- he's undrafted. Yeah. He's a free agent after this year. Right, I mean, so that's the thing is that he's Kyle a, Allen. Yeah, because he's Grant undrafted. He is just on a he. We signed. He got paid four hundred eighty thousand dollars in twenty eighteen. He got paid four. He is on a pay for play contract right now. He's making four hundred ninety five grand this season if he finishes with the Panthers. But we're gonna have to. He's gonna have to be contracted to keep him too. So you don't just get to keep him for like a rookie wage scale or anything. All of a sudden, that's kind of the cool thing about being the one guy that hits the lottery as an undrafted free agent. Then you get to go sign a free agent contract next year. He could go call, you know, somebody could pay him $7 million next year. True. They could. Well, I think we have him. So don't we have the, well, no, he's not a restricted free agent. So yeah. Okay. never mind. I don't know what the, if there are any rules, I'll let other people, it says uh, contract type F S F a sign free agent. Yeah. Okay. So he's not restricted free agent. So we don't have to like, we don't have the opportunity to match somebody if they make him an offer at the end of the season. Like if he wants to take the offer, he can go. Well, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. So uh, well, that'll be an interesting component to it, which then if you can trade, <laughs> but I mean, who would trade? They would have, they, no one would trade for him for next year. Mid- they would. So yeah. yeah, you would only get there. So that's really not even a realistic idea. Probably is the only way it would happen is if like the chiefs, if their quarterback went down right before they started the playoffs. Yeah, and they yeah. had to have somebody even to then, they a warm would. body. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Even Walking then, they would past that point. That's past the trade. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well. Yeah, uh, I'm. Uh, listen, it all depends on how Kyle Allen plays. I mean, uh, James Bradbury, Shaq Thompson. Uh, there's a few guys this year that I mean, this is their year to show out and get paid. So, um, I mean, Kyle Allen has a literal golden opportunity. Uh, in front of him. I mean, we're talking about a guy that's bounced around Texas A&M. He went to Houston. He was a highly touted high school quarterback. And for whatever reason, it just never it, it never happened for him. But now he has his moment to shine. And everything that comes next is what he does with the opportunity. Yeah, yeah uh, Tim Tizzy knows what's up. Uh, shout out Tim Tizzy, my boy right there. Uh, he says, we got him uh, – his rookie year cut him, brought him back on a one year. He said restricted rights, 2020 restricted, and remember the trade deadline. All right, let's keep pounding through with these calls. Yeah, man, that, that was a hell of a fucking game. Love the Panthers. That defense is stout. He didn't he say his name. Burns got injured for a little bit, but it was next man up mentality. Eric Reed with a big and jump back on it. Jack Thompson coming into yeah. his contract year. We got to re-sign him. Oh, yeah. Hold him one of the better offenses for 10 points. We can do this. Keep pounding. I agree. All right. Next call. 
What's up, what's up? This is Joe from Oregon. I gotta say, I am so fucking happy about this W. Kyle Allen fumbled three times. I don't... Oh, God, I pressed something. Sorry. You gotta fix that shit. You gotta tighten up. We cannot do that. We literally could have got our asses blown out, but you got yep. this W. Nothing. Defense played amazing. Um, I think defense played amazing. Uh, we look so fucking good. I cannot wait till Cam Newton comes back and we go to the Super Bowl. But I'm happy as fuck. We got the W. We out here doing two. Let's go. Keep pounding. Love the podcast. Listen to you guys later. Okay, let's go. Yeah, excitement yeah, raining. What's up. Appreciate the call, Joe. Yeah, man, bring it, bring it, fire. Great calls, great listeners. Thank you for your support. Let's keep pounding. What's up, Cody, Bad Daddy, fucking Tony, how y'all doing today, man? What's up, We're, man? we're pumped. Man. Mm-hmm. You know what they say in the NFL is you win the turnover battle, you win the game, but I think today we showed that it kind of doesn't it matters more when those turnovers happen as opposed to how many you get. Uh, Kyle Allen, definitely three big mistakes. They weren't interceptions, but still all security is kind of concerned, but I think when we look at DJ Moore, he made the same mistakes early on in his career, and he's developing well now, and we haven't seen those mistakes in a few weeks, so can only hope for the future. I don't know if you guys watched Cam's uh, YouTube video earlier this week or not, but it looks like we might not have him back for, you know, a few weeks. Man, Eric Reed played Ugh. In the fourth quarter, Eric Reed had some of the biggest plays I've yeah. seen our defense make. Bruce Irvin played well. He definitely got away with the face mask, though. We just looked so solid inside, guys. Yeah. I'm really excited about this defense. I've never seen anything like this since maybe our 2003-2004 team where our defensive line was scary. And this time, it's like they're scary, but we're deeper it's not just, you know, Brinson Buckner, Chris Ruckers, Julius Peppers, like, having those core players. It's like, we didn't have KK Short today, and we still got to one of the most elusive quarterbacks <clears throat> multiple times. Like, what, six times we hit him? Seven times? I, I, I forgot the, you know, final count, but I'm, I'm excited, man. This defense looks good in our We hit Deshaun a lot. Downfield is elite as well because – Watson was holding the ball for so long, and it just allowed people to get there. Like this is the first year, I think, in Panthers football, in the last six, seven seasons, where our defense has looked this solid. Like even in 2015, our defense is not like this. Like our defense is scary this year, and I'm really excited, guys. Keep pounding. Uh, can't wait for the podcast. All right. Um, when it comes to I've heard a lot of criticism about Watson holding on to the ball uh, too long. Likewise with that caller. And and while I don't think he's getting it about out at the fastest of rates, I, I thought that while we didn't sack him quickly all those times, the pocket was collapsing quickly. And it took a moment yeah. for him like he was just getting – it was almost like he was being enveloped. And it was like, what can you do when it's when the pocket's shrinking from the front, the back, and the sides at the same time? And it was quickly. It may have taken him a while to get to the ground. The pass rush was relentless. Super relentless. And listen, 
you know, it's, it's like I said earlier, it's hard to be an accurate quarterback when your pocket is decimating around you. Um, listen, I, I even put this out. You know, it's like the Texans have a game plan of uh, <laughs> let's just hey, hope Deshaun Watson makes a play at some point. Yeah, you know, just I just hope they does something crazy and makes a play. Um, but uh, so again, it, it's an occurring thing with that team. But seeing what our what our defensive line has been able to do, they're technical. Um, one of the things I'm impressed with is that um, you know Brian Burns and uh, uh, Mario Addison and now Christian Miller, they have an awareness of even though they're trying to bend the edge and get around. They understand that now there's a lane that has just opened up where they were. And a lot of times when the quarterback Cody tries to sneak Madden. back through Sorry. there, <laughs> when, the, when the quarterback tries to sneak through there, they'll come back around and, and get the sack on the recovery. So, I mean, that's play IQ, that's intelligence, that's knowing what you're doing. Um, our defensive line, dude, they're, they're putting in work in the meeting rooms. They're doing their due diligence uh, during the – uh, during training, they're playing lights out football right now. I love what I'm seeing from them. I'm hoping that this is the type of defense that we have rolling into uh, uh, into November, man. Uh, that's when you want your yeah. defense to play their best it, football. It, it, you know, Cody, it's it's all three levels, and and that's what's so great about it. Is it's not. I'm not worried about any level of our defense. I, I think that we're going to have a top two. He's breaking up. Yeah, Greg, you might want to uh, leave the hangout and come back in. All right, let's go to the next call while he jumps back in. Yeah, Only three more. Hey, man, uh, awesome. uh, Panthers fan. <laughs> a couple, couple things to talk about with uh, Kyle Allen. I love the kid. love the kid. He's playing good football. You know, you can fumble the football three times. And you can have that uh, J.J. Watt miss and make it okay, but I think we need to work on his, his, um, his ball protection. We'll, we'll do this for practice. But uh, you can give me a call back. We can chat the football. Let's go Panthers. Yeah, man, go Panthers. Uh, and, and what Greg was saying before he left was is that this is this has been complete. You know? I mean, there has been yeah. – there's been life on the offense. There's been um, excitement on the defense, and and there's been W's being put. There's been points being scored. We had to settle for a few more field goals today than we liked after getting you know being able to move the ball at times. But hey, we got we got done what needed to be done. Yeah, listen, we, I'm I'm happy with it. It's not just the play on the field. It feels like these guys are really making it a point to do what Luke does and understanding uh, what the teams are doing on offense and know where the play is going. I, I think that's part of the reason why our secondary has played so well is because they've been studying. They know what's coming. They know what zone to be in. Um, and I think that's so important, man. Uh, I, I'm loving what I'm seeing from this defense. And we haven't, had a, we haven't had a good Go secondary in so long, Cody. We it's haven't. been so long since I've felt 
any positive. You know, I almost thought that no secondary was good in the league and that any secondary that was good was only because of the pass rush because we have fielded out a bunch of bums, it feels like, for a long time. And James Bradbury, poor guy, had to get stuck out there, man, went to a dang community college, and then he's starting in the NFL from day one. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's that's how it goes sometimes, man. And then you have – guys that are finally stepping into that role. Uh, James Bradbury, we've been up and down on, but now we're kind of seeing that when you let him man some people up, you know, he has that length and the range to be able to shut down some quality receivers. And then like we said, this today's performance was without Dante Jackson. And we know what kind of a player Dante is now. Uh, the fact that we didn't even see this uh, defense at full strength Dude, there's a lot of promise on this defense right now, more than we've ever had before. Before the season, uh, we dared to say that this might be the best backfield that we've had in Carolina in a very long time, maybe ever. Maybe in the ever. Ron, Re- I would say the Ron season. Rivera era. No doubt. No um, doubt. Tampa Bay's up 28-14 right now. 24 seconds left in the half. Um, all right, so, man, good news, man. Good news on all fronts, except for that one. I mean, I'm sure we wanted the Rams to win. Um, but, hey, let me see. Did, tell me if we listened. Was this the call we just listened to? Hey, hey, hey. Nope. It's <laughs> from Utah, and I'm feeling immaculate. I'm feeling amazing. I don't even know where to start. But all I got to say is we 2-2, two and two, and we back to 500, baby. Let's go. Keep pounding, baby. So let's start with this. Whoever says Kyle Allen is ready to do this, Kyle Allen's ready to do that, and he can take us to a Super Bowl, let alone win the division, or an NFC championship, y'all need to check yourself. Check it, because that boy <laughs> Gagner had four fumbles. That's four turnovers. Honestly, we need to humble ourselves, because we're lucky to even win this game. Deshaun Watson should have had back-to-back two 80-yard touchdown passes that luckily yeah. were out of the hands of Will Fuller and DeAndre Hawkins. So I'm going to throw that in there as well. But God damn our defense. I've been telling motherfuckers our fucking team. Hmm. And what did I tell you what was going to happen when that bad man Bruce Irving came back? He was going to offer speed, agility, strength, pass rush. He could stop the run. That's what we were missing from this fucking defense. And before yeah. this, we were ranked second. Before this day, fellas, we were second in pass defense. And fourth in total fucking defense. We won this game off of a defensive performance that was amazing. Yeah. We bust they ass. We fucked <laughs> up. I'm about to watch this celebration, please, because I'm still an immaculate and I feel great. This is amazing. <laughs> a good call. Yeah, boy. Hopefully the Bucks and the Saints move that L up and sit on that fat ass L and kick that L. Like, come on, fellas. We nice. We are at least our defense. We nice. Like I said, without Dante Atkinson Jackson and without KK, we played amazing on defense, fellas. We played amazing. So, hey, on to the next one. Hopefully the Saints and the fucking Bucks lose so we can be tied for first place, baby. Let's go. Keep pounding. Your boy Keep out here in Utah pound. holding it down with this fucking snowy weather we're getting right now. Let's go. Let's go. I like your call. Love like that call. Tony, what was that? Did, did you uh, catch that guy's name, the guy from Utah? 
Here, we'll have, I'll play it again real quick to see what this is. Yeah, the just beginning. the first name. Hey, hey, hey. It's G-Baby from Utah. G-Baby. G-Baby, bringing the heat. G-Baby, listen. The... Listen, Nova Black is a legend of the C3 podcast. But, dude, that was the best cat call we have tonight, man. How do you not love that excitement, that enthusiasm? Dude, how do you say? Be nice. Be, Be nice. nice right now. Be nice right We need to run now. a contest on the most hype cat call. Well, he won oh, for man. tonight. He won for tonight. tonight yeah, except for this. He, he lost on, I think, for someone who took a drudging last week, myself, about my position on Kyle Allen, <laughs> I think people keep saying, or acting like Kyle Allen had a bad game today. And yeah. there was really only one fumble in mind that was his fault, and that was the first one. Where the running one, you know, yeah, I mean, and, and and here is that here's the thing though that is and and people are right. People that like Josh from Mass, this call that keeps coming up and say, look, is that y'all are fools to think that Kyle Allen is a starter in the NFL? Well, he started some games. The question is, when you say starter, do you mean do you start and win and have a little lightning in the bottle, or do or you have long? Back. Yeah, or do you have like longevity to your career? Right. Even if it's a Fitzger a Fitz magic thing where he's just been durable enough to play. I the thing I see with Kyle is that is he still has a college boy's body. Um and you That's know, as head, you yeah. get him lit up a couple of times and I don't know if he gets up. Now so does Jared Goff for that for that matter. Right? He does and his Tom is, Brady, yeah, Andrew Brees. But as people are talking junk about these guys, about Kyle Allen today, I have to say he's been better than some top picks for rookie. I mean, look at Haskins yeah. today. You know what I mean? Is that so? What he did, we need to clap about what he's done because he's in over his head and he's and he swam, and he swam so, to the top. Yeah, and and you know, I mean. Look, I kind of feel, you know, even with with, uh, with uh, Josh from Mass and, and all the, the people that are kind of voicing their criticisms on Kyle, I feel that it's not towards us kind of saying what the truth is, that he played well. It's to all the dipshit, racist assholes. On that Twitter, Cam Facebook. Newton, that yeah. can't stand him, that are just doing nothing but shitting on Cam and talking about Oh, the scarves and all this dumb shit. And, right. Oh, he's not You're Tom right. Brady. Da, 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 da. Like, that's the one. Th those are the people that they're mad at. They're not mad at us. And for that, I don't blame them. Kyle yeah. Allen is nowhere near the level of talent that Cam Newton has. That and I think, too, saying. yeah, to add to your, your comment, too, is it also the people that as soon as Cam Newton started doing bad and then Kyle Allen completed a pass, they're like, yeah. how Kyle Allen is so awesome. Kyle and, Allen and, is yeah. Right, Just right, dumb, exactly. It's dumb. like, can we find a happy medium here? Yes, I well, understand well, the frustration. Yeah, the, the commentators for and sports analysts do the same kind of thing, man. Like, I was watching the Thursday night game, and I watched Aaron Rodgers overthrow so many people yeah and, and and they didn't say anything about it didn't say anything about the overthrow I was like oh the ball's overthrown that was all they said or there was a there was a pass where Aaron Rodgers would throw the ball and it was well behind the receiver and the receiver made a great catch and all all, all the uh commentators talk about is oh there's Aaron Rodgers doing what he does putting the ball exactly where it needs to be it's like no the the, the, the receiver saved him there but it, it's so crazy the perception people have 
Yeah, and, and today Kyle Allen was better than Deshaun Watson. Here, as somebody said this in the chat room, as they said the defense, and I think the caller said this as well, is that defense won the game. And that may very well be the case, but our offense didn't lose it for us. Agreed they did that. enough. You know, they complimented the defense enough. Could they have done some more? Certainly, right? But they did not put us put our defense in an untenable situation. And to point this out is that that is what the Cam Newton injured Cam Newton offense did the first two weeks. They put our defense in some very tough spots. And some of those are just giving the ball up, not converting, but just getting gassed by the end. The defense in this, not only are they probably their conditioning getting better by week four, you know, so these guys are back. They're starting to hit that midseason stride in their conditioning but they also didn't get put in just terrible terrible situations they did the one and in fact the only time they were a a touchdown was given up was because of a kyle allen fumble yep because of turnover yep man so really hats off to the defense and uh toast uh, and a tip of cap to the offense for doing enough here last call of the night guys hey this is this is the utah hey can we just give it up for our defense so seriously fellas like I don't think I, I I don't think the world understands what's about to fucking hit them this season with our defense. Like my God, like I don't want to jump the gun. On this is the same this color. Is one of the best defenses we've ever had. Yeah, he's hyped. And I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, you are you are jumping the gun we right there. We, I, I will put our front seven up against anybody's front seven. Anybody. Yeah. He's excited. He's excited. I will take Carolina, and our back end is nice. Like I was telling y'all, we are second in pass defense. Like, what does that tell you guys? We're, we're getting the pass rush, and, and it makes it easier for the coverage to to to, 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 to develop. You know what I'm saying? So, my God, that defensive performance, man. When you have Bruce Irvin, Mario Addison, Prime the Spider-Man Burns, baby, and you got AK <laughs> Play, I love the excitement, dude. For, for forcing the fumble, the one thing you've done in, in your five-year career. Well, goddamn, thank you, brother. Thank you. Kudos. Like, you guys, this defense is forming in to be one of the best defenses Carolina has ever seen. And our pass rush is looking great. So we got to – I still feel like we got to work on our run defense. You know, our run defense isn't as nice as what it has been in years past. But we're going to get there, fellas. We're going to get there. Hey, all I got to say, we two and two. We looking pretty good. You know two what I'm and two? In the new hey. season. We looking nice. He is we're feeling two good. And two and at at worst, baby. one game back from the lead. Man, t- two good calls. Pound. Two good calls right there. And, is, and, yeah, and is, this, go ahead, Cody. Well, yeah, listen, man, I, I, I agree with you, Tony, that it's too early to say that. But, dude, what did we say before this season, man? You have Don Tari Poe, Kerwan Short, and Gerald McCoy. That is a that's a legit defensive interior. Then we have Brian Burns, Mario Addison, Christian Miller, now Bruce Irvin. We have guys to be able to rotate the edge. Luke Kingsley, I don't even need to say anymore. Shaq Thompson no. is balling out. Jermaine Carter Jr., who we never talk about, has been a, 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 I would say a pleasant surprise. And we just got done saying this might be the best defensive backfield of the Ron Rivera era. So maybe he's not far off. Uh, I mean, it has to pan out. 
But dude, right now we are doing everything at a high level with uh, a lot of talented guys on defense. And dude, what more could you want, man? He might, Jimmy Baby might be right by the end of the season, and I'm I'm leaving the door open for that possibility. How about that? Yeah, I, I go ahead, Greg. We can have one of the best defense in the league. It's not it's not one of the Panthers' best defense. They don't have Julius Peppers, and. There, there, there's no player that dominates their position like Julius Peppers did. In, in Not yet. Yeah, Carol we don't see him yet. I think Luke Keekley's very close. Right. Yeah. Here so, is the thing. Uh, he's I, definitely I, I, one I of put, our best. I'll give you that. I would, I'm not going to say it's the best. If you say Luke Brian above. Burns. I would uh, put you, Luke above Peppers, but that's no. a whole other discussion. Okay. That's a whole other discussion. It's kind of hard to compare position. Right. Uh, here are two, a couple of things about the defense that stick out to me is I think uh, Cody brings up a good point. One is that, um, you know, we very well could be one of the best defenses the Panthers have. We don't know yet, um, but we do have one of the more talented defenses, I feel like, player by player. Deeper. Right, yeah. like when we look yeah, down deeper. the list of players, uh, I think some of our defenses, like um, on paper before the season in the past, haven't been as impressive and then come out and play just uh, insane. I mean, you think about, to me, the year, it's going to be hard. I think one of the best defenses I've ever seen the Panthers have was 2013 when we had like, what was it, like 60 yeah, sacks. True. And then we had uh, Charles Johnson had like 10. Uh, Greg, Greg Hardy, Hardy had 10. KK had yeah. 10. Uh, Luke Keekley was all over the place. That was a team right there that I thought the defense – and we we did pr- – we went – I think we won 12 games that year. 12 and 4. Yeah, yeah. We were 12 and 4 that year. And our offense couldn't put up but like 20 points a game. Our defense, yeah, it was bad. at one point we were sitting there saying this is like 85 Bears defense. And the same in 2015, we had another a really productive defense. Now, this defense is on pace to be something like this. If you think about it, um, and I'd like to pull it up real quick since we have a half a second. And the Panthers, week one, how many points did we give up? Um, 20 or 30. 30. Was it that many? Yeah. Yeah, because we could. Now, here's the other thing, too, is we could have won every game we've been in. We could easily be 4-0 right now. Very easily be 4 uh, So we put up. Uh, all right, so we let 30 against the Rams. You're right. We let um, right. the Bucks. The Bucks put up 20. The Texans put up 10. And the Cardinals put up mm-hmm. 20. So we're really, we're averaging 20 points a game given up at this point. If right. you, our, and, right. and if our you scoring can, defense is not that great. Right, but it, but it's it's gonna if you take that Rams game out and if we keep producing like this, then all of a sudden we're gonna start talking about it, right? We're gonna start remember, talking about week week one through six is a lie. I'm telling you, especially the defense. The de- your defenses really don't start to turn it on until later, and I feel you're starting to see what it looks like when our defense does turn it on. I don't expect to see a finished product week one through three, but like I said, man, going into late October. Early November, that's when you want to see your team firing on all cylinders, and it looks like this Panthers defense is on pace to do just that. The next point that I want to make about the conversation of defense is that while I haven't said – while I'm not ready to say it's one of the best Panthers defense or I'm even thinking that it will be, and it could be, again, I think it's impressive how good it's been given that we had a whole schematic shift. 
And we did have a schematic shift. We brought in a completely different group of, of talent. You know, we went away from big defensive ends, um, and, and we have committed to the 3-4. It's a split, and don't get me – it's not a hybrid, folks. It's not a hybrid. The, it's, the split is this. Is The split is we're either in – our defensive ends are either standing up or we have uh, more nickels. We have, we're in a nickel or a dime, right? So sometimes yeah. we're putting a lot of defensive backs out there. But we have not seen the traditional kind of three line. We haven't seen any three linebackers out there at the same time. Mario Addison has been exclusively standing up, and he's been so productive. So it's, I think we have to really hats off that we're being this good. We're this good this early, and we're still – learning the defense you know a lot of these guys McCoy hasn't played in it before Keekley's never played in it before and um and those guys have been ahead of the game so much because they're smart about the game as well so they're going to get better at it and then the third point about this defense I think that's the unsold well two there's two it's kind of half to Marty Herney and we gotta we gotta tip the cap to Rivera Rivera's taking over the defense. He switched the scheme uh, under a lot of pressure, potentially lose his job, and the defense is is bringing it each and every week and getting better. So um, hats off to that, and that's the feather in Ron Rivera's cap, guys. If Ron Rivera can get back to being a defensively focused coach and then let Norv and these other guys be the offensive guys, then that's what we want to work. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the thing about the defense is I'm always a big numbers guy. So, so for me, numbers, you know, kind of uh, trump anything else that you're going to give me because it's hard to argue numbers. However, there are some uh, situations where numbers kind of lie to you. And like we were just talking about with the scoring defense, that's where they kind of lie to you because a lot of those numbers they've scored, I think we have 21 points now that we've given up of those points that you just went over that were all very short fields because of turnovers. Right. And that changed the game up. It, it's, it's hard to defend when you've, got first, when you've just came off the field you're going back on because of a turnover and you've only got to defend 10 yards, you know? So those numbers can kind of lie to you a little bit. And I think throughout the rest of the season, it'll start to uh, even itself out. But I think we're probably going to be averaging about 14 points a game. If we do that, 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 then you are one of, then you're one of the best defenses in history. You know, I think the best defenses in history have given up like 13 points a game. So that's crazy. So, uh, exciting. All right, let's finish this up, guys. We're going to be um, – th- thank you to all, all the supporters in the chat room, all the callers. It's been a great show so far, great quality calls tonight, um, and it's nice uh, It's nice to have a W. We are in contention for tying the lead with the division tonight. So go Cowboys. Uh, as we can pull to 2-2. Two and two. I don't – do the Bucks have a win? Uh, they could – actually, if they beat the Saints, we would not – Ooh, if be, they beat be the, the Rams, they would be ahead of us. They would have right. a tie. Even, but even if they even if they win or they lose, we're still tied with them for first because they have a tiebreaker. No, because they would uh, they would have three losses though. Right? Oh, would they be one three? Okay, I thought they'd be two. And Let me see. Let me okay. check there. Uh, they haven't won two games already, have they? So Tony Dunn, you're saying no, there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> that, that there's a chance. We could be number one by the end of we're, tonight. Well, you right. know what? We're not out of it. How about that? Is I don't even care if no, we're not number so one. Early. We could Quarter be way through the season. Worst case scenarios, we're one game back. Yeah, yeah. with no Cam Newton, that's insanity. After yeah. starting zero two, 
It really it, it is. All right, that, so we'll we'll, we'll bring uh we'll have all of that uh a lot of football discussion more in depth as we get to rewatch the game, see what the the storylines are coming out on Tuesday night 9 p.m. join the longest running Panthers podcast out there. Remember, call into the Cat Calls line. We love to have a locked and loaded calls uh on Tuesday. The number is 252-228 5098 smash the thumbs up button subscribe tell a friend about the show cody tell them about your twitter handle and how they can talk junk to you about football in the next couple of days uh at cody lax c-o-d-y-l-a-c uh hit me up on twitter i'll talk about anything you want to talk about uh yeah man that's me hit me up Who's your dab on them player of the game? In fact, oh, you know what? I yeah, have not, I, Hold on, really? hold on. Yeah, where is the sound effect? I got to bring it back. Uh, Greg, go ahead and tell them about your contact information. We'll finish the show with the dab on them. All right, good deal. Uh, you can find me at the Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter. You can also talk to me through my other podcast, at SCS Podcast 1 on Twitter. And we are the Super Civil Servants Podcast. We talk about movies, comics, books, TV shows, all kinds of stuff. Hit us up. Drops every Monday. Let me know what you think. And All me right. and Greg, uh, man, me and Greg finally decided on something. Uh, I'll be able to come on his show about and rap with, him with Game of Thrones. That's Some right. Game, I'm Game of Thrones, Thrones Cody. So I'm, I'm looking forward to it, brother. He oh, yeah. bullied you. He bullied Greg into it. <laughs> <laughs> but here A we go. Bit, I, I found it. I just like doing it, man. Dab on them folks. Dab on them folks. Dab on them folks. Dab on them folks. They like seeing it. Tell me what to do. Dab on them, folks. All right. This is where we're going to name our player of the game, guys. Uh, I'm going to pass the mic first to Cody. See what you got. Yeah, man. I feel there's a lot of good picks tonight. But um, I'm going to go off the beaten trail, man. I'm going to I'm gonna let Ross Cockrell dab on them, man. Because like I said earlier, you're, you're not always a starter. You go through adversity, you injure yourself at different times, but you know, when your number is called, you have to step up and play some big boy football. And damn it, Ross Cockrell did exactly that tonight. Shout out to number 47, Ross Cockrell. Dab on them, folks. I'd like to see what the people in the YouTube chat, who they got, dab, who you're dabbing on, and I'd love for you guys to tweet me your dab on them, folks, pick of the week. Greg, who you who you dabbing on? Who's your player of the game? So this is uh, player of the game, like who I thought played the best of the game. Yeah, yeah. Or okay. your standout. Uh, you can define it however you want. Okay, well, this is kind of low-hanging fruit, but uh, Christian McCaffrey, man. He is, uh, he, he is disproving the stereotype. He is proving everybody wrong. And for some reason, he is still not in any kind of conversation for being one of the top players in the league. Anytime you hear about running backs, you always hear about, you know, Saquon and, 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 and uh, you know, Bark, or well, I guess they one is Barkley, but you know what I mean. It's the, the normal guys, Kamara, yeah, Kamara, yeah, Kamara Zeke, Gurley. Um, yeah. uh, I, I got to give it to him, man. He is on pace to be one of the best Panthers to ever play the game all around. For uh, sure, so, man. Gaffrey, dab on him, man. All them haters. Um, mine is going to be Eric Reed. I'm going to stay consistent. Eric Reed has made a big difference to this defense in each one of these games. Um, has he played flawless? I'm sure. No, I'm sure that you can find some points. Uh, where he has has missed something, but he has made an impact. He's made an impact. It looks like he's been the shot caller back there. The defense looks, the secondary looks composed, like they know what's going on. That's another thing that's been a problem in the past is all of a sudden the guy don't know what the hell is going on, and I think that Eric Reed has been instrumental in that. My close second, though, is Joey Sly, guys. 
Yeah. Graham Gano, who? Graham Gano, who? Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Graham Gano has lost his job forever. Just like that, Graham is out of here, man. Uh, Sorry for the guy. And hey, listen, I I thought someone else was going to pick him, but can we do a collective dab on him for Shaq Thompson? That's another guy. Yeah, I was going to pick him, but I didn't know his stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's another guy that, that, man, dude, he's really been balling out, um, especially in the absence of Thomas Davis. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a all of us a collective dab on them for Shaq. Seven Thompson. solo tackles, five assisted, combined twelve tackles, a sack for seven yard loss, a ta- uh, and one pass defended. Pretty good stat line that's for a linebacker. Line I like. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Make sure you follow uh, the C Three Panthers podcast. Subscribe. Share. I'm on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Send me your dab on them picks. And let me see. Sly is a beast. CMC. Those are mostly the guys. What people are saying in in the chat room. So Tuesday night, uh, we're going to be here. We're optimistic, talking about how the Panthers are fighting for first place in the division. Yeah. <laughs> Until then, oh, you yeah. guys be sure to keep pounding. Keep pounding. Keep pounding, baby. Sure. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.